This podcast brought to you by your generous donations of exposure and experience. <laughs> but you'll get- I just called my leasing office and they said that <laughs> I could actually pay my rent and exposure points. Now, they now, so yeah, they cool. now accept uh, Bitcoin and exposure. Um, you'll get what great the- exposure. <laughs> All right, what the fuck is exposure? <laughs> exposure. So- All right, so imagine you go for a job interview, right? Yeah, You make it to the third interview and halfway through the interview, they tell you it's actually an unpaid internship, but don't worry because your payment is in the exposure you will gain by my company showing off your work to the masses. It's it's real common. Like when I was doing photography, right? It, I'm, I, I had a job. That's how you fuck over creative people. Pretty much. I had a job, so I didn't I didn't need any income from photography. And I actually took shit from some photographers because I didn't charge for any of my work. But I was so new that I didn't feel comfortable charging. Like I I couldn't guarantee you a product even half the time. But basically I got uh, people would, you know, hit you up and say, Hey, we want you to come do this event for us. And you'd be like, oh, cool, $500. And they'd say, oh, well, you know, we weren't, we weren't thinking about paying, but the exposure you're going to get, man, the people that are going to see your work because of all the websites that we're going to post it on, right? And musicians get it, artists get it. Um, so there's sort of a reoccurring joke meme uh, that, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I called the power company and they, they do, in fact, uh, accept exposure now for, <laughs> for payments, you know. Um, <laughs> And I understand, much like an internship, I think Adam brings up a good point, right? Just like an internship, there is some value. Um, I actually, I I didn't mentor with, I don't know what the opposite of that would be. I I studied with a couple of photographers when I was in Alabama, some guys that were, you know, infinitely better than me, which most 10-year-olds with a fucking iPhone Well, infinity times zero. Yeah, exactly. Still still zero. zero. That's what I said. You know, 10-year-olds with an (laughs) iPhone. Um, And you know, I'd, I'd run their gear for them or set their shit up for them, stuff like that. Right. And they'd show me some stuff. That's a little different than going and doing a wedding, which I think of the three weddings I did, I only got paid for one. Um, but I can't imagine a worse gig as a photographer. It is. It's, it's awful. And I would never do another one. I, I don't, I've DJed I, I, a few weddings. It's pretty bad. Too. Have you really? Yeah. Awesome. I got yeah. paid for them though. So did you? Good, I, yeah. I got I got paid for one of the three. I got paid pretty decent, and um, <clears throat> it was in Florida. I was living in Alabama at the time, and I drove down to I don't even remember where. And I did the shoot and then drove back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was on the beach, so it was like a four hour drive at least. But I was dumb, and I I loved photography at the time, and just wanted not the exposure, but the experience. Right, I wanted to do a wedding, and after doing a couple of them, I realized people the reason that the wedding photographers are as expensive as they are is because it's fucking worth it. Right. You, you don't understand the work that these people put into it, the talent that they have, the work that they've put in to get to where they are, but you're going to have those memories up until you get divorced and (laughs) you'll still have the memories. Yeah. You'll still have the memories, right? You'll still have the pictures. You, You need something to throw in the fucking fireplace. Um, but you know, if, if you're, one out of a million fucking human beings and you stay married your whole life, you're going to have those photos and shit for the rest of your life. And they're, they're super quality. And like I said, I've seen some phenomenal uh, work 
come out of some wedding photographers, right? And I've I seen actually, really bad work. I, I, I was just going to say one of my favorite things in the world is to is to like on Facebook and stuff. They'll throw up articles about right horrible photographers, musicians, tattoo artists. I love train wrecks. Like I don't know why. I think Doug was telling me about a a Reddit that's basically like an attempt was made or something like that. And it's yeah. one, one of you guys was, you were telling me about. Just oh, this. there was an attempt is hilarious. I have to, and I, I've, I don't think that I've added that yet, but um, I need R to. Slash not my job is pretty funny too. <laughs> not my like job. Doing the shittiest version <laughs> of their job as possible. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorites and it doesn't produce gold consistently is watch people die inside. Oh, yeah, I, do, yeah. I do follow that one. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I think my favorite one was uh, there was, there were two uh, military personnel. It was a man and a woman. They were next to this large, I assume it was a ceremonial cannon because, you know, you had to yank a cord to get the motherfucker to fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kind of like me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I assume this was a, you know, a fairly old piece of artillery. And uh, the woman is over there and she's trying to pull the cord and uh, she yanks that motherfucker. And yeah, there's no connotations there at all. But she yanks that motherfucker like six times and she's standing at a 90 degree angle to it. So it's like she yanks it and then. She yanks it again and then yanks it again and nothing's happening. Yanks it again. And then like the dude, you finally see him get disgusted and then he walks over there, takes the, takes the cord out of this lady's hand, yanks that motherfucker one time and it just boom. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just watch that lady just sit there and she just, you know, immediately her shoulders slumped, her head went down and you're like, ah, <laughs> Think to herself, her poor husband. <laughs> so b- before we hit record, right? Of course, we were talking about nine eleven. Um, today is Friday, September eleventh. So um, it's been nineteen years. It, well, and it was interesting because Adam, for those of you that don't know, kind of our shtick is that you know Doug and I are both Gen Xers. Um, we're both in our mid forties. And uh, Adam is basically basically still a, a placenta, and he's still an embryo. Yes, I am. Uh, he's still wet behind the ears. Twenty five, so he's you know he's twenty years younger than us, and uh, it was kind of part of the reason that we started this podcast was sort of the the fun that we have with each other, teasing each other, and shit like that. And um, he mentioned that he was two years old when when 9-11 happened and it's um no he was fuck. in second grade second grade god not damn it. two years old <laughs> hey dan doesn't math well i think we've established that right and uh so anywho um anyway well that wasn't exactly verbal diarrhea but i will give you one of these verbal diarrhea 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 all right i hate both of you the fact that i get up <laughs> I get. I I went to bed early. I was watching. I was binge watching Lucifer on Netflix, and I went to bed so that I could get up and do this. That That's show is so show. fucking Dude, awful. I've been watching Mr. Robot. Yeah, that is literally like one of my favorite shows now. I know oh, a lot yeah. of people that like it. I never got into it, but I may. I may give it another shot. It makes you feel better about being batshit if you watch it. 
Because the main character is more batshit than anyone could ever be. Yeah, I watched like the first season, so I kind of know the premise and, and where he's at. But yeah, it gets yeah. it gets he, weird. He just progressively gets more crazy as it goes on. Yeah, and th- that is the only show I've watched because, for the most part, the only show like that is the only show. No, you've ever he watched. hasn't finished his thought, Dan. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Dan likes to pick at me before I can complete things. But you it know how you so sit there and you'll watch a show and, you know, it goes through this huge story arc and at the very <laughs> end of the thing, it turns out it was all a dream or somebody was crazy and they were covering that up the whole time. Those usually just make me physically mad. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I don't, don't, don't spoil Mr. Robot. I haven't finished Yeah, it. I know, right? He's just like, so anyway. So you know what? I'm going to, let me steer this back. Well, I haven't we were, seen all of it. We were okay. discussing, you know, fucking nine eleven, and somehow you guys hijacked to Mr. Robot. Um, well, hijacked. anything about Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot. Okay, look, Mr. Robot. 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 So I was in second grade, right? They let me out of school early. They're like, you guys have to go home. And I was like, I don't fucking twist my arm. I'm getting on the fucking bus right now. Right, second grade. So I took my bus, went to my babysitter's house, and I grew up in the South. That's, okay, so when I got to my babysitter's house, the news was on and there were like two buildings that were like on fire or something. And she was like, this was terrorists. And I thought she was saying tourists. <laughs> and I was like, that's a strange thing for vacationers to do. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go play Nintendo 64. Right. So I would have been, well, I would have been about your age. And I think I was, I don't even remember where the fuck I was at. And, but it's just interesting, you know, to think of somebody who's 25 years old, you know, obviously an adult and, um, the, the, the difference, right. Like you said, second grade, um, six years old, you didn't give a fuck. I had no idea what was going on. Right. Yeah. And I honestly, not to be disrespectful, I didn't really care. No, of course not. And I I got a school early. Right. Anybody who's like a six-year-old being, you know, he was six (laughs) years old and he didn't care. That's disrespectful. Fuck off. Um, You know, I I think as you get older and you understand what happened, of course, you're like, Jesus, that's fucked up. Right. Yeah. Um, But it's just interesting. And it led us to talk about for Doug and I, that the similarity would have been the challenger. uh, Christy McAuliffe wrote. And the fucked up thing about that is that all of us were you know, stuck in front of a TV because she was a teacher. And yeah, you know, one of you mentioned the whole teaching from space, we were going to do a lesson from space and it's simulcast all over the fucking world. And you got a bunch of school kids from ranges of, you know, yeah, probably second grade all the way up to fucking seniors. And we're all sitting there watching TV and um, the fucking thing blows up. (laughs) you know and even at 10 i don't think i fully um understood i mean i did and i but i I, you can't grasp at 10 years old you can't grasp that kind of fucking travesty yeah you know it's it's just hard to do but um you know in in your generation of course you know of it but you didn't experience it and then again then you got 9-11 so it's just interesting to see the that difference in in how i mean you you would have grown up in a world where the uh homeland department of homeland security has always existed for the most part 
You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and and in the the flight, you know, airplane rules and things like that. For the most of your life, or most of your memorable life, yeah, that <laughs> excuse me would have been just part of your your upbringing. So that's just kind of interesting. Me. When I was really young, I went to the airport once, like with my mom, and like we went all the way to the gate. Right. And then she got on her flight and left. Right. And then when I went later in my life to actually fly, I was like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> yeah. Weird, weird story for the same reason. Uh, like when I was younger, when I was about 14 or 15, um, I went to Washington, D.C. to the National Archives. And that's where they've got the Declaration of Independence. That's where they've got the uh, Bill of Rights, uh, Constitution, the whole nine yards. And, but you've yeah, got... I've seen National Treasure. Yeah, yeah, you've seen National Treasure. Well, the thing is, is like... I knew that was coming. They, <laughs> they've got these doors in the front of the place that were like, uh, I, I think they're something, they're like solid metal, like six inches thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, or it may be even thicker, they're, but they're rated for a ridiculous blast. I mean, practically short of dropping a nuclear bomb on top of the building, they're going to be safe. And the first time I went there, well, actually, I've probably been to Washington, D.C. four times, but that's neither here nor there. We went in through the doors in the front. And then I went back probably 15 years later, uh, and this was like post 9-11. And there was a lady that was standing guard uh, up in front of the main doors. And I noticed there was a line around the side. And I uh, went up and I talked to her. And I was like, so why why aren't the front doors open? And she was like, the front doors haven't been open since, since September the 11th, 2001. After that day, they bring everybody in through the bottom. And even back then, you know, the first thing that happened when you walked in, you walked in through a scanner, you pulled all the shit out of your pockets, just like the airport. Now they're doing that stuff, but they're doing these limited groups and you actually go through the bottom part of the building and then they take you up some stairs where you can actually go up into it and see it. But it was just a totally different experience. Yeah, the the mint is kind of like that, but it's been they they have like a gun. The Denver Mint has like a gunner's nest pointed at the front door, and apparently it's been like that ever since they built it. Like the front doors are like fucking ridiculously thick steel doors, and then when you walk in, there's like a machine gun nest pointed at the fucking front door. I wouldn't know because I've tried to go to the Denver Mint like five times, and the weird way that they do their tickets and letting people in and the whole nine. I've never been able to see it the entire time I've been in Denver. You got to get to the uh, gift shop early in the morning and buy the ticket the same day. Cause like everyone buys them up real quick in the morning. I was going to say, I wonder if that has anything to do with keeping it like patterns, right? Cause what every oceans 11 movie bullshit that you've ever seen, right? They always look for some sort of a pattern or routine to exploit and they'll randomly close it. They'll randomly stop selling tickets at a certain time. And I think that's why. So no one can game the system in any way. Yeah, create any kind of a plan. So that's weird. That's interesting. I I honestly didn't even know we had a, a mint here until you guys 
talking about the fact that you could never fucking get to it. <laughs> um, there's uh, I've been meaning to go to the zoo here too. Um, I've ridden down by Colorado Springs has one. Yeah. Um, and I've ridden by it a couple of times and thought, Oh, a zoo. And then I guess Cheyenne has, Cheyenne one. has one. And then Denver has one too. Yeah. So there's definitely, I like zoos. I mean, the Denver one has a ton of construction right now though. So like if you were going to go now ish, I would wait. Yeah. I, I guess it makes sense to do, um, that kind of construction during, you know, zombie apocalypse <laughs> when no one's going to come no yeah. one's out and about. Right. Um, <laughs> well, like for me, um, it's with the exception from a conservation point of view, if you're trying to genetically preserve a species, um, honestly, I, you know, I'm not sure how zoos stay in business anymore. Cause I mean, literally I can get on the internet and let's say, I mean, because that used to be the purposes of zoos and circuses and the whole nine yards were to get these exotic animals in front of people who had never seen them before. And now I can Google search anything in the fucking universe. And, you know, if I want to see a snow leopard, you know. Yeah, well, I can go on Pornhub, but I'm still trying to get laid. Ha. Uh, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Nothing like the real thing, Doug. Game on. Yeah, I I agree with Adam. I I mean, I understand where Doug's coming from, right? But I agree with Adam. I think that there's until you go and you 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 see the enclosure, there's nothing in there, and the tiger or whatever's like, no, fuck (laughs) (laughs) y'all, fuck y'all. But it is kind of cool, like the penguins and stuff, and the reptile houses. It's it's neat to see them in just kind of you know you're a couple feet away from them. And yeah, I get it. There's glass and shit like that, but. I think it's still pretty cool, but I'm sure there has been a decline in profit, you know, yeah. over the last 10, 20 years. It'd be an interesting statistic to kind of look up, right? And see if, um, I, I like zoos. Circuses have always been kind of sketchy to me. Um, yeah. Because again, I, I feel like you're kind of exploiting the animals. I've known well, people. I know the reason why they went out of business, dude. Yeah. I think people knew it, you know, and it's just, it became more and more public. And I got a buddy from high school, actually, that works at the Phoenix Zoo. And what I have found is that most people that work at zoos, um, well, I should say the few that I've met, really love their fucking jobs. They love the fucking animals. They love what they do. They take very good care. Yes, I'm sure somebody could pop up some abuse or something. You're going to have that everywhere. But I do believe the majority of those people take what they do very seriously and, and love what they do. And I think, like Doug said, in some of these cases, you're preserving, well, animals aren't meant to live like that. Well, then you could get on the fucking internet and find where poachers went and slaughtered, you know, 50 <laughs> rare fucking tigers for their fucking dick tendon and, <laughs> you know, grind it up and put it in some sort of bullshit third world snake oil potion. Right. It's, I mean, it's a tea that, um, <laughs> that prolongs your life. So don't, don't talk shit. Okay. It really works. Right. Exactly. All right. The, the dick tendon tea.com. You just got to yeah. kill like the last of the species and then grind it up into a tea. <laughs> Sorry, I got so I got a fucking cough. You know, mentioned the zombie apocalypse earlier, and uh, we all three of us at one point um, have attempted to get COVID tests 
um, out here in the great state of Colorado. I think Adams was first right about the beginning of shit. And um, then I last week, you know, this week, um, had all of the symptoms for a couple of days. It, it hit me fast and hard and fucking left as quick as it did, you know. Um, and then Doug wanted to go because his mom is flying out and he just wanted, you know, with me having it and we had hung out for my birthday last week. He went, well, shit, I should probably go get tested. So all three of us have had this adventure <laughs> of in, trying to get a fucking test. To get a fucking COVID test, right? And and they make it look so easy on on the news. And I, I think our esteemed president even said, you know, uh, anyone who wants a test can go get one. Uh, yeah, it is not a no, popsicle at Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's That's not all that I'm saying. easy. Um, it, you know, you. I, I did learn of yesterday after kind of bitching about it online. Some people did point me in in what I believe is going to be the right direction, um, but all of the you know, like health insurance apps and stuff, which I think we all used or Adam actually used a doctor. A doctor said, Hey, call this number and they'll get you in. And, and what was their response, Adam? When you call, I called them and they were literally like, nah, dude, click. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, thanks. Thanks for the fucking recommendation, doc. I went through my health insurance app that then sent me to another app that I think sent me to a website and they had all these listings and I'd call and I'd stay on hold forever, which I'm not dogging anybody because I'm I'm sure they're fucking they're slammed and they're understaffed and I get that. And they all basically told me that since I wasn't um, showing symptoms right then and there, that they wouldn't even let you know. I, I couldn't. They wouldn't test me. And I was like, what well, I had all of the symptoms a few days ago, and you know I work in an office. Um, I also just think it's a responsibility if you think that you've had it to to go, you know, get an antibody test or whatever. And they're like, yeah, no. So I kept calling around and getting the same thing or just being on hold for, I think one place I was on hold for like 30 minutes. I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. Uh, and then Doug, you researched quite a chunk yesterday. Did you not? Yep. And the only thing I could find was basically go to the Pepsi center and wait Yeah, and hope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go down to, uh, one of the one of the free areas that the the governor's Facebook account had um, posted and go see. Um, you know, it says as, as little as fifteen minutes, and I feel like in parentheses it says uh, or as much as fuck you. So we'll see. <laughs> there is no uh, maximum. No. So and I'm I'm going to be uh, working from home for a couple weeks. You know, called my boss and just said, "Hey, I, I think it'd be safe if I stayed the fuck home for a couple weeks." Um, and it's not a, you know, so I, I know the, the, the gambit runs from, we should all burrow into holes and hibernate for six months. And then there's the, it's a government Democrat conspiracy. I get that. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck what your opinion is because I have my own and you're not going to change mine. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a trip, man. It really has. And, that, that kind of reminds me of the, uh, I've been reading a lot about um, being a motorcycle enthusiast. I was queuing. Verbal that. diarrhea. <laughs> I was actually waiting for, uh, I was waiting for, uh, oh, you ride? So. I didn't realize you owned a Harley. You never mentioned it. There we go. There we go. That's better. So how's your, how's your latest uh, album coming out, Adam? Um, yeah, it'll be better when I have a place that actually blocks sound. No, it won't. Cause it'll still be coming from you. Um, 
So there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of discussion about Sturgis lately, right? Um, I have no interest in Sturgis. There was like a half a million people here there this year, and that was like a, a low number. I don't want to be anywhere where there's a half a million fucking people. Like I think I've commented before, my inner Ted Kaczynski <laughs> wants me to go the opposite direction. So, uh, but there was this study, and I, I'm using air quotes because, dude, this fucking thing. It was done by some economists. And they basically, out of the 450,000 people that went to Sturgis, they estimated that 250,000 of them uh, had COVID and were costing the American taxpayers something like $12 billion because of it, right? It was an exercise in correlation and extrapolation to the nth degree, right? They were using, <laughs> uh, they were using oh, yeah. cell phone pings. And they were going from counties that didn't have. They were watching. They were watching cell phones move from counties that didn't have uh, cases. People that went to Sturgis, and then these counties had cases. So they said, "Oh, it's all because of Sturgis." And um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not defending Sturgis. I'm not defending it, or you know, demonizing it. It's it's whatever, right? But that that study quote fingers again, just irritated the fuck out of me because one of the things that it did is that mainstream media clung to that. And there was a lot of, I told you so. And I think it's, I think the important thing that I want people to understand is that you can manipulate data any way that you want. And these were fucking economists and like epidemiologists were getting a hold of this and they're like, what? No, no, <laughs> no, well, nobody wanted to listen to him at that point. And it, it went back to the, and I think Doug has brought the uh, cognitive bias. It went back. Uh, conf- confirmation bias. Oh, okay. This, yeah. Confirmation bias. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, oh, look, something that proves me right. I will not try to poke holes in this, even <laughs> though it's paper thin. <laughs> yes. Right. And that is the same thing that the, you know, the QAnon and other people do. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, I'm going to take this data that, it, you know, is sketchy as fuck. And I'm going to base my entire argument on this sketchy ass data because it is some kind of data other than because, you know, blah, blah, blah said so. It's like the number 23 is playing out in real life. <laughs> it, it's, you know, and all this stuff is just dumb. You know, and it's like, <laughs> I, I would like to, you know, introduce the concept, uh, and I'm sure we've uh, gone over uh, this in some shape, form, or fashion before, but I am a big believer in there is no all. And both sides, uh, as far as the left and the right, once you get more to the extremes, um, it's, it's just this, you know, it's the, you know, the red pill, blue pill bullshit that they turn around and feed the masses. Um, uh, you know, if, if, if you get, uh, somewhere in a rural community and you go to, uh, various places and ask them what they think about Muslims, you know, where they have no exposure to what Muslims are and all they hear is the crap that comes out on the, on, on the news outlets that they 
like to frequent, every last one of them will tell you that, well, there is no such thing as a good Muslim. Uh, and, you know, I keep telling people there is no all. Uh, you know, that uh, people, all Republicans believe this. Right. All Democrats believe that. But it's so if, easy to deal in absolutes and only, people are lazy, so they pick the easiest fucking solution. Only Sith deal in absolutes. All right. Just saying. You learn a lot from Star Wars. <laughs> nerd. Nerd. Uh, you, nerd. Welcome that, to the Virgin that, Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, three screens and a light-up keyboard. Uh, <laughs> I've always been told, I mean, I, I've from a young age, in my 20s, um, which I consider young now, um, never write. Always beware of always and never, you know, or never say always or never, you know, whatever. Um, and as I've gotten older, I, I I very much agree with Doug that you you can't lump everybody. You simply just can't. I mean, it just doesn't work. It's dumb to even try. And you're right. I hear the whole, you know, Muslim thing and, and of the Muslims that I know, maybe half a dozen, um, they've all actually been very sweet people. Um, and any, I've done very little research on the Quran and, uh, it, it's much like the Bible, right? It's got some, it is the Bible plus a couple chapters. It's, it, it's, it has the whole Bible in it. And then they added, um, the portion about Muhammad at the end. It makes a lot of sense. And that was, that was one of the things I was going to say. He's got a lot of different phases in his life, dude. He, you know, as far as like Muhammad, he actually has this, you know, wild arc of a story to where like earlier on in his life, uh, it, from my limited understanding, yeah, same. let I'm, me go, let, let me go ahead and throw that right. out there. I am by no means an expert on the Quran. I don't oh yeah, me neither. I might be wrong about the chapter, but from what I understand, Jesus was a prophet, but he wasn't right. the Messiah. And then there was Muhammad and he was the actual Messiah. So like, it's literally the entire Bible and then a little bit extra. Right. And, but there was just like, uh, if you take the Bible and you've got the old Testament and the new Testament and, the Old Testament oh, was all the, you know, all the Hell the, the, the rape and the yeah. pillage and the blood awesome. and the you know, you know it's it gets uh, it's it's the you know the more extreme version. It's like God and then the you roll team. into the New Testament, and then Jesus is all like, "Yeah, be fucking nice to everybody," which I find it ironic to myself. I just giggle all the time when they talk about Christian conservatives and if you you literally put Jesus Christ up as the Republican nominee, he wouldn't make it because he doesn't support big business and guns. There's a but, comedian that has a, 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 a bit about that, about how um, right your your that wing loves Jesus, but it wouldn't fit. And then they hate, uh, you know, Muslims, but would fit and it was i'll, I'll have to find it and send it sounds it like guys. fucking carlin it no it it the guy's good though i like him um and i've always said the the old testament versus new testament was like god's pr team came in and said whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hey so let's back off on so the Stony focus group <laughs> does not like um they they really like barbecue so we can't do the no pork thing yeah pork pork things um, gotta go pork things gotta go and they oh, really so. like wearing like different fabrics <laughs> so if we could just take that one out well there were so many wild stories 
in the Old Testament that that you know the impression that you got from the Old Testament, if that's what you read and you literally studied it cover to cover, you would come to the conclusion that God was a bipolar drunk guy. Oh, absolutely. He was a dick, right? Yeah, because it was, you know, there was one story in particular, and I can't remember which chapter it was from, where God basically popped out of the woods and wanted to wrestle somebody and lost. (laughs) And then... (laughs) That's not a thing, dude. Shut up. That's not a thing. <laughs> so God and his roommate Chugs are fucking arm wrestling, right? <laughs> That's not a Chugs. <laughs> well, you know, we let's hold on. What? What? You muted yourself, Dan. Yep, Dan well, muted himself. I have that light up keyboard that click, 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 click. <laughs> So uh, it's all right. Just stay like that for a little bit. Uh-huh. Did he really come out of a bush and <laughs> wrestle somebody? I don't. I don't know why, but that sounds God, fake. I'm, God. Did Jacob wrestling. wrestle with God or angel? God wrestles Jacob. He encounters a man who proceeds to wrestle with him until daybreak. In the end, Jacob is given the name Israel and blessed, while the man refuses to give his own name. Jacob then names the place where they wrestled Penuel, face of God or facing God. So well, then there's something about Job wrestling with the. <laughs> so if you look it up, you got Jacob may have wrestled with God. Uh, Job may have wrestled with God. <laughs> I wonder if he rolled out like fucking, you know, macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to get it all. So in my brain, I've got this, I got this vision of uh, Carl Pewterschmidt, uh, like jumping out of the bushes going, come on, wrestle me. <laughs> uh, uh, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That was, See what I'm talking about? That was a bipolar drunk guy. That was a new one for me. Yeah. But here's yeah, the thing. It, People on the I, fertile I, I love it when I come out with something and you think, Doug's fucking crazy. <laughs> There's no way this could be right. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my God, he's fucking right. Okay. But here's the thing. You could still be crazy, right? Even though right. <laughs> it's right. Again, like I said, inner Ted Gazinski. I'm not saying he's right, but I understand. All right. So the people in these days, it's been all but proven that they were on MDMA a lot of the time <laughs> because it grew naturally and they definitely did it. MDMA and just grew. The pills grew up out of the ground. No, it's in it's in <laughs> a certain type of wood. There's a tree that has it inside the fucking bark. I do what you meant. I was just being a dick. That's like yeah, the MDMA bush. Yeah, right. <laughs> was it ergot or ergo? I don't know how to how to pronounce it. But it's E R G O T, and uh, I, I believe that covens of witches would basically urinate on a bread that was um, made from a certain type of wheat. I wish I was that bread. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if they were milfs or not. You don't know if they were. Give yourself a verbal diarrhea. Okay, I'm sorry. Verbal <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah, then they would they would use the mold that would grow on it um, in in potions and shit like that. And it apparently was um, like a, an LSD psilocybin type yeah. uh, reagent thing. Reagent. That's not even the word I meant to use, but whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> got it. I understand. It makes you trip fucking balls. Pretty much. Well, so. yeah. I mean, when you got this guy that's sitting there talking, uh, you know, guy, woman, whatever, that's sitting there talking about a bunch of crazy shit that people can't see, uh, 
And then there are various unexplained things in the time period because science right. there there practically was none. They're like, holy shit! It just rained. Oh, write this down. Write this down. <laughs> you know, while they're sitting there tripping balls, and then other people go, "Yeah, that's got to be it," because we don't know what the fuck else is going right. on. So. Right. I mean, the sun was an angry god at one time, yeah. and. Um, you know, if you go back to the Norse myths, um, thunder was, you know, battles in heaven and shit like that. And I get it right. If you, you kind of got to look at it like the, through the eyes of a, a child, wonder of a child. What a cool time to be alive though. Like, wouldn't it be cool to, to just live, to live like, holy fuck dude, right? Zeus is going at it up there. <laughs> Zeus is pissed. Dude, fucking mad dude. Oh my God. No, I, I, I disagree. This- I, it's like that, that may have been a wild perspective, but yeah, if you could just cut out that one sliver in time to where you didn't know what was going on, but the whole you know, going to the shitting log and, oh, you know, an old man is 24. Don't, 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 I was going to say, don't piss on the shitting log, but you didn't, (laughs) if you didn't know any better though, like it would just be how things were. Ignorance is bliss, right? I think is what Adam is saying. It's not like if you knew what you know now and you just went back, yeah, it would suck. (laughs) But if you were there originally, It'd right? be pretty sick. Be like, dude, simple, Zeus is man. mad, dude. Yeah. You're surrounded by gods. You're just getting fucking raped. Yeah, that's, that's great until, you know, the local witch doctor shaman dude is tripping balls one day and you just happen to step foot off the shitting log or something. Because <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to the, the shitting, shitting log. log. Uh, I'm obsessed with this whole shitting log thing. Uh, verbal but, uh, diarrhea. <laughs> Well, thank you. I never want to see so, porn history ever. <laughs> Theshittinglog.com. Right. Like, I just, I don't. Rule 34, man. If it's it, a live feed, it's actually just a live feed. Well, where actually I got the whole shitting log thing was from uh, there's this fucked up show on Netflix. Not going to um, watch it. Nope. If it has a shitting log on it, I'm not certain. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it could be just a me thing and I don't care. (laughs) Uh, There's a show, Norseman, and it was like they turned Vikings on its head and just made fun of the whole fucking thing. There's several hilarious. It's it's one of those things, though. It's it's got payoffs in awkward spots. It's got it's kind of like the office. You know, it's like, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that think The Office is the most hilarious thing in the universe. I am not one. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really one of them myself. It's For me, it's got one of those moments, but there are only a few payoff moments in there. And the in Norseman is pretty similar to that. And uh, like in the very first episode, you've got the, the, the chieftain that went over to this rival tribe, whatever else, uh, where one of their slaves had escaped to, and they accused him of holding the slaves, cut one of these dudes' ears off, and they just go home like it's no fucking big deal. All right, you guys have learned your lesson. And then that the same guy that cut that dude's ear off, well, you know, old one ear comes up while he's on the shitting log, you know, because... They didn't have an outhouse or anything in a hole dug. Literally, you've just got this log that's suspended over something and you just hang your ass over the end of it. 
and shit. Yeah, the show's not funny, and it's it's even less funny to hear Doug explain. So it. why wouldn't you just shit on the ground? Why would you climb up onto this log just to shit onto the ground below? Because then you got something to sit on. Have you never gone camping? Jesus, Adam. I've been camping, but sort I've, of I've never. Even are you? I've shit without having to sit on something. It doesn't make any sense. Speaking of shitting in the woods, um, all of the woods are on fire here. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Just on fire. Oh, it's been. Dude, it's the, the West Coast Colorado, yeah, Oregon, California. Washington, California. Yeah. There's been all kinds of fatalities and, and fucked up shit. I went last Sunday for my birthday. I was out riding and got up in Estes Park and it it got just black as night. It was fucking creepy. And I thought, well, there was no rain in the forest. And then it clicked. I was like, oh, fuck, that uh, canyon fire. I can't remember the name of it. And uh, it uh, got up in there. And then I got morbidly curious, right? So I started heading up towards Fort Collins, up near where the, the fire was at, Loveland. And it was post-apocalyptic as fuck. It was like the road. There was ash falling down from the sky and, and pine needles, burnt pine needles, just floating down out of the fucking sky, you know? <laughs> It was, it was creepy as fuck and orange. And uh, I don't think any of the the photos and video and stuff really does it justice when you see it for yourself and you're in the, you know, the air quality is shit, of course. Have you seen the pictures of San Francisco, dude? It's like completely orange. Yeah, it's and that's that's how that's exactly how it was up north of here. Um, but it's San Francisco. So like if it burns, I think we'll be okay. Not like, yeah, not a lot of people will care. So, um, wasn't that one, the, the California wildfires, this most recent one, I read that it was because of a, um, where they believed it was a gender reveal pyrotechnic that fucking, you know, popped and set all this shit on fire. And I'm just like, fuck That's hilarious. You. Fuck you people. It was like the assholes here last year that, uh, we were in the we were in a super drought, and they had been battling stuff. And these assholes were going out with uh, tracer rounds, which are magnesium, I think. Or yeah, regardless, we'll just call them incendiary. Yeah, that's why they glow. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just it's uh, fire. It's just fire that you're sending down fucking range <laughs> to see where you're firing. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot of fun, right? But you don't do it during a fucking drought, like yeah, just dumb, you know. And that that shit pisses me off. And they were saying that. Um, the state is planning on holding these folks responsible. Uh, and I thought, boy, you better hope nobody gets hurt or dies because you, and I do believe in holding people responsible for that because, Hey, let's look at it. If you had not done this and set the field on fire that set the goddamn planet on fire, these people wouldn't have died or gotten hurt. So it's kind of on you there, Sparky. Yeah. Um, Sparky. I think, ha, um, I think most of the ones here in Colorado, they, they were stating were lightning, um, kind of a natural, natural causes kind of thing. So, um, which I think, um, I was reading an article that said their defense in court was just going to be to play. We didn't start the fire as loud as they could to the courtroom. Oh, give yourself a verbal diarrhea. Come on. Okay. I'm sorry. Verbal (laughs) diarrhea. Diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) But I I am liking this increased level of participation that you've shown in the last three or four episodes (laughs) where you're you're bringing things to the table and it's good, but they're not all gold. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I'm quantity over quality over here. That's right. And if they were all gold, he wouldn't need us, right? Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's it's 
been a shitty year. Like, and I'm not just saying that to kind of jump on the trend of, you know, WTF 2020, but it really has. It's just like, we've got our, I think the, like one of the, one of these wildfires we've had in Colorado, I believe is one of the biggest they've ever had or biggest they've had in, you know, yeah. We're the best. No, we've got the high score. <laughs> um, you've, we've had record heat waves out in fucking California. Um, like death bark valley beetles, fucking uh, bark beetles, bark beetles. I, that uh, high temps. I'm confused. No, it, here's the thing. It's and there have been various attempts to go out and pull out a lot of these dead trees, but you can ride through whatever mountain range <clears throat> that you want to in Colorado, uh, and about fifteen percent of the trees out there will be dead yeah. because of bark beetles. Yeah. And uh, the uh, out here in Colorado, it's basically a high desert. And what we wind up with is uh, we have some thunderstorms that roll through that the air will be so dry as it rains, it's evaporating before it hits the ground. So you'll have all the classic shit that a thunderstorm has except for the damn rain. So when the thunderstorms roll through, you get these lightning strikes and Colorado's got so many remote areas uh, that, uh, you know, it it only recently did fire towers, uh, you know, for the most part, they've sort of fallen off because of, you know, advanced monitoring tools and the whole nine but uh, they've had fire monitoring stations out here for years where like a storm would go- roll through, you'd get a lightning strike on a tree, that tree would catch on fire. And, you know, you had somebody whose whole job was to sit on top of a mountain all day long yeah. and scan the 360 degree view and look for smoke. And when he would find, he or she would find the smoke, they would mark the coordinates, mark it on a map and then call it down to somebody. And then, then they would send the people to go put that fire out. And then he would talk to the other lady in the other fire tower and they would build a relationship with each other. And then at the end of the season, when he went to go home, he would go to the other fire tower and she would already be gone, even though it was really his one true love. Firewatch. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. I'm sorry. No one's played Firewatch? No one's played Firewatch yet? Okay, I'm sorry. No, no no one's played Firewatch yet. Just just like I have these things that I go out there on a limb on, that was yours, though. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. What have I? I haven't played Verbal Diarrhea. I haven't played much of anything lately. Um, I'm trying to think of the last... Oh, yeah, I tried tried, uh, Flight Simulator 2020. Um, got it for my birthday. Uh, beautiful game. Um, I swear to God that with a keyboard and mouse, it's probably easier to just jump in a Cessna and figure it the fuck out than to control the it. The thing about Flight Simulator is that it uses every key on your goddamn keyboard. <laughs> it's like, no, no, nah, you got to hit the number pad seven, not the regular seven to pull up the landing gear. <laughs> I just barrel roll to my death mostly. Like, <laughs> it'll start to bank and I hit the other side and then it banks way too far that way and banks too. And I just wibble wobble until I roll and crash and die. And I'm like, well, fuck. So moral of the story, don't ever get in a plane with me, which really I shouldn't have to tell anybody that, but 
Um, I am We're not, on the no-fly list anyway. I probably am at this point. If if not, give it a couple more fucking podcasts. <laughs> um, play a ton of StarCraft 2. I've been playing StarCraft since the fuck late 90s, I think. Um, and, of course, you know, Gears. I haven't played Gears of War in a while. Um, or the the Swedish game. What was it? Uh, oh, Generation Zero. Yeah, Generation Zero. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's just repetitive. Yeah, it's like a lot you just of shoot fun. robots and then go to the next checkpoint and then shoot more robots. Right. And then um, go to the next checkpoint and then oh wait, more robots. More shoot. robots. I was talking to a woman last night. She plays uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah, that yeah. actually looks pretty decent. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't checked into it though. Um, I always wanted to play Last of Us because she. I was at, we were talking and she said she's a PS4 player. And fuck, I almost bought a PS4. Shouldn't the PS4 to- stuff be coming to Steam soon? Um, I don't know. Is that how that works? They- yeah, PS4 said or Play Sony said that the PlayStation exclusives are going to be on Steam. Oh, so I think we're going to get we're going to get to a point where you don't have to buy the PlayStation to get the exclusives, which is cool because. That's the only reason I would buy a PlayStation. <laughs> they wouldn't be exclusives at that point, though, would they? No, they wouldn't. Yeah. So it is curious how they how they do that, and I get it. Right. It goes back to Doug and I were having a conversation just about content. Right. You know, Netflix has become the powerhouse that they are because of their content, um, not even because of the shit that they've licensed or bought or used. It's their originals, you know. But I mean, HBO did it back in the day and showtime and all these other, and I got Hulu and Amazon prime even has some, some good, you know, content. Yeah. And it makes sense that the consoles, I bitch about it because I don't want to have to buy, you know, every fucking console that comes out. <laughs> uh, I think if I did buy one, it would probably be an Xbox just because I am predominantly a PC gamer and they have gone cross platform pretty well. There's a ton of play anywhere titles where if you buy it on Xbox, you can play it on because I have gears on Xbox and that's why I can play it on PC. Yeah. And that, that I think is where um, Microsoft really made a, a, a good choice or, you know, it was a good idea for them to do that. I think um, because again, I'm not a console gamer, but if I were to buy anything, it would probably be an Xbox. Um, the playstations are not bad. I don't, it's funny, man. It's like iPhone versus uh, fucking Android. Just I love watching people. Never been a f- of the PlayStation. I've just never been a yeah fan of their controller. I had, you know, see the for back from the days of the original PS1. Yeah. Um, and PS1, PS2. Um, I'd go over to a friend of mine's house and he had a PlayStation. I didn't. I was uh, more of an Xbox guy at that point. And there were lots of uh, golfing games. And golfing games, there's always something funky with the controls. You know, you aim this way, you hit the button again, slider starts going, slider comes back. And uh, there was this one, I can't remember the name of it, but it was uh, these bunch of basically caricature people that were playing golf. And one of the things that you had to do in order to hit a shot was pull the stick straight back and straight forward. If you wanted to hit a straight shot, when your hand is sitting at this weird 45 degree angle, pulling it back straight and then going forward straight, a huge motherfucking problem. I always thought though that the, um, the 
Xbox controllers. I thought they were huge. Right? Yeah, I preferred the PlayStation controllers. Same. And I was on PlayStation for a while because I didn't want to pay for online. And then I realized why you pay for online when PSN got hacked and went down for two months. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, I think as far as online gaming or, or you know... Um, that that network microsoft always had the one up on playstation or on sony right and it didn't have to be that way it just obviously whoever was in charge of that did a shit job of of handling things when you don't charge people for online dude you have no budget to fucking yeah but you're sony at the same time right you've been doing it that's true yeah you know you've been you've been making fucking bank since the Well, now they both charge so i just went to xbox because that was the only thing keeping me on playstation yeah um like i said the the integration between windows 10 and and xbox has been really impressive so i think you can join an xbox party from pc and shit like it's it's awesome yeah gears i remember when gears i think it was four um started that where you could you you would when your party would join you would see either a picture of a PC or a picture of a controller and that would tell you what what they were on and um, there's a lot of back and forth about you know controller versus mouse and keyboard if it's multiplayer like PvP I don't really agree with that but if it's co-op I mean what the fuck's the difference at that that's point that's true yeah that's true too um, the the theory being that you can aim easier and quicker with a with a mouse and a keyboard you definitely I think, can I think so right I mean well, you can install an aimbot easier on a PC. Yeah, that, I can tell you that shit. <laughs> yeah, right. right that's true too. Um, yeah, without a doubt, you know. Um, but I, I, you know, I grew up in the world Nintendo. Again, I was probably about ten or twelve when I got my first Nintendo with Legend of Zelda uh, bundled with it. And God, the hours I burned on that fucking thing. You know, I lived. <laughs> I lived. That would have been like NES, right? Yeah, yeah, the original. Um, yeah. I, I I quit with fucking Nintendo after the '64, right? And you guys probably know this, but the the original Sony PlayStation was supposed to be the Nintendo '64. Uh, Nintendo had licensed Sony and said, "Hey, build us a disc based uh, gaming right. system." So yep. Sony does their thing; it's fucking awesome. And Nintendo goes, "Psych." Uh, we're going to go with cartridge. We've decided we're going to, we're going to stick with cartridges for a while. Now that said, they didn't like the load times. That's what the whole thing was. That's that being said, the N64 was a fucking pimp console. Um, Everything about it, the games, the, the, the games that were produced for the N64 were awesome. Some of my favorite games were 64 games. There Um, were PlayStation one games that they made, on the N64 and they had to compress the fuck out of them because the cartridge oh, actual storage space. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes Yeah, sense. it's really yeah. small. That it's makes really a lot of sense. Small. Yeah. But again, as Doug said, your read times would be, you know, almost immediate. Yeah, um, literally solid state. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Um, and then the thing about Nintendo is then they kind of went off the fucking reservation with then it was the uh, um, GameCube. GameCube. So now you yeah, have- I like the GameCube, dude. The only thing, but- well, as somebody who had started with your I loved the GameCube controller. So Nintendo to Super Nintendo, nothing was backwards compatible. Super Nintendo to N64, nothing was backwards compatible. N64 to fucking GameCube, nothing was backwards compatible. And it just got annoying. And then the PlayStation, one and two, I think there was some compatibility there. I think two and three. Of course, as you went further along, you know, I think you, you could play PS One games on the PS Two. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they were still CD backwards based. compatible 
one generation yeah. for the most yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. You, you're that's the way PlayStation has done yeah. most of their and stuff. I, and I, I appreciated that. And then you had the poor, the Dreamcast, which um, was just abysmal. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, it had some, well, it, was it was a, a good it was a good console. console. It just wasn't managed well. You had piss poor um, copyright protection that was easy, easy to hack. So, and then I want to say that it was the Dreamcast that it, it was kind of like the Atari, where anybody could build a game for it. So the quality of games went to shit. Like that was one I was reading one time that with Atari one of the problems with it and maybe it was one of the versions of the Atari is that they kind of just put the code out there and anyone could build a game. So it was like, yeah, I got an Atari game and it, so you didn't have to go through Atari to, no. Oh no. no. They just <laughs> it was, build a game. So, right. I think that was the Jaguar. Was it? That was really short. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to research exactly, but I know it was Atari that had the problem. And it's, it's one of the reasons that Nintendo was as um, militant as they were about you had to get licensed by Nintendo in order to to run it. Well, there was a machine that you could bootleg Nintendo games on that a bunch of developers used uh-huh. before they like approached Nintendo with their game. You could rip a Nintendo cartridge to CD nice. and then put it in your PC and basically edit it yeah. and do whatever you wanted. And I think it connected directly to the PC over parallel. So okay. you could even dump the ROM and then edit it and then push it back out. That's what people don't realize is like they don't think about the fact that, you know, there were devices out there that you could copy, you know, Nintendo games and things like that. Of course, they weren't made to the public. And if you if that would, you know, 20, 30 years later with the Internet, you could get online on fucking eBay and probably find one, you know, yep. they um, had to ban them. And then they tried to skirt the ban. And it was a weird thing. But like legitimate developers were using it anyway. Sure. Because there has to be some sort of method out there to, like you said, edit and and improve and et cetera. But yeah, you didn't have to, um, you, I mean, and if you think about it, right, PC gaming is absolutely the same way. Any motherfucker can throw a game up on steam. I love, (laughs) I love getting shitty games because I think it's so fun. Like (sighs) this guy downloaded unity two days ago. (laughs) And now he did. You know, my, my favorite or least favorite, depending on how you put it, is uh, the the Daisy game right? Oh. Right when it was an Arma three mod that some dude just made, it was phenomenal. Like it was like, oh, this game is so much fun. So then they, the people who developed Arma, decide, well, we're going to get this guy in and we're gonna we're gonna build this game from scratch. And the dude flaked out on him, right? Well, he wasn't a real game fucking developer. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. He was a modder and he, he dicked around and he was like know, fifteen, I guess, right? right? <laughs> and so they, he, he left and went to do another project, which I've never heard anything about since. And they've just turned Daisy into garbage, pure fucking garbage. And it makes me so mad because it had so much potential. It had great, great storyline, if you will. Um, and uh, it, it's been an early access. I it might still fucking be an early access. It's been Dude, that's the main, that, that's literally the dumbest trick. That's the dumbest trick in the book is releasing a broken game, not fixing it, and then just saying it's early access and charging full price for it. And that's, it's like Doug has a a rule. He won't buy early access. I will. Um, I will, dude. I like, there's some game, like if it's good, I'll get it. Like there are a lot of games that are early early access games. Yeah. That were fun. Even if they never finished them. 
Uh, I think subsistence, that one that you and I played a little bit. Um, oh yeah. I don't think that's ever coming out of early access, but no, was- I don't either. I don't think, I don't, I think it's stuck in, you know, dev hell, but yeah. it's what it is is fun. And it's, it's a, it's a neat game for what it is. Right. And I'll, I'll drop 10, 20 bucks on that. It's when these motherfuckers come out at $40 and fit. I'm like, you want a triple a rated or triple a title rated title money for an early access game. Hold the fuck. But when it comes, when the full game comes out, you'll have it. Uh huh. Yeah. Until you have to rebuy the motherfucker. Dicks. So that, no, that's, yeah, that's a load of <laughs> shit. If the real game comes out, you'll get it because you bought the early access. See, that's, that's the thing about the AAA titles that people don't really get. Um, you know, you'll have somebody that they've been working on a game that they've had in de- development for anywhere from two to five years. And the outfit that's producing it, they've been funding the thing the entire time, you know, sinking millions and millions of dollars into it. Uh, and then uh, up until the last couple of years, uh, the last couple of years, it's gotten a little bit worse uh, where, you know, they do the, you know, like the final six to nine months is them doing like bug testing. And that's, all they're looking for and the game comes out and it has very few bugs in it. Uh, but you know, I, I really do believe that some of these larger, uh, places have seen just some of the absolute shit that's come out as early access. And then they put it out there for basically the players who are paying for it to do the bug testing for them. (laughs) Um, a lot of costs come and from- that's been more of a more of a thing but i have a real problem it's like i you know somebody can tell me an early access game is the greatest thing since sliced bread and my mind immediately goes back to when i, th- I think you even bought daisy oh. for me if i'm not mistaken Probably. dan you bought daisy and i installed it and I couldn't even get to the goddamn loading screen before it. Aired. Yeah, you were having a hell of a time with it. Um, I remember that. And you know, people don't realize that a, a good deal of cost for a lot of products comes from that QC slash bug testing. Right. Um, I worked at Guitar Center for years, and there was uh, like a Fender Strat. Right. You've got different flavors of Fender Strats, but you had your you know uh, Chinese accent. I think they were Korean made. Uh, those made in Mexico. And then you had all the way up to like the American strats and stuff. And um, they, the, one of the big differences was that some of these guitars would come off the line and hold on. He's getting a little drink. Are you done? I mean, you, you tell me it's wait. Just, just whenever you're ready, just whenever you're ready, Barker, you're good. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not mean to hit that so, my keyboard. So we had your, of course, some of your, some of your um, materials were better in your American Strat, your, you know, $1,500 up to $10,000 guitars. Um, but a big portion of that cost would come from the, the Mexi Strats would just, they'd come off the line, get thrown in a box, shipped to the store. Like that was it. If there was something wrong with it, you figured it out when you, you know, when the guy like me pulled it out of the box and tuned it up and went, <laughs> You know, it looked like a bow, fucking bow and arrow. Um, (laughs) 
but then your your higher end guitars and like your Paul Reed Smiths and stuff would come off the line and a luthier who was also a you know accomplished musician would sit and just fucking rail on that thing for no 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 no. his name was luther luther sorry luther the guy who works on the guitars hate you yeah Um, luther and you know just like uh and we've talked about this before uh, i think it was realistic was uh radio shack's brand and i think they were made by panasonic Mm -hmm. and i had a buddy that worked in one of the factories in cincinnati and he said yeah man he said you know the stuff comes off the line and there's this little hopper and it throws one down this line and it throws one down this line. He said, this one, the guts get dropped down into a, a different cabinet and a realistic emblem goes on the front. And this one Panasonic, well then the Panasonics every five or six, they would pull off the line. They would test all the, um, you know, solders and everything and say, okay, looks like the machines are running right. And they'd send it off. And then you get into your higher dollar stuff and every single one that comes off the line gets tested. Uh, same with crate and um, Ampeg. Guy, uh, I got this little award for selling a bunch of Ampeg, which isn't hard. The shit sells itself. Um, and I, I jokingly told him, I said, yeah, I play Crate because uh, I can't afford an Ampeg. And it's all owned by a company called St. Louis Music. And he said, dude, you want to know what the what the real difference is? He says a lot of the components are the same. He said the big difference is, is your higher end Ampeg stuff comes off the line. A guy sits, checks all the solders, all the you know ohms and shit like that, make sure everything's right. And then we put it in a box and ship it out. He said the crate stuff goes in a box and it gets shipped out. <laughs> a lot of the guts and stuff are the same. And that's and and I've heard that story from more and more people that have done manufacturing that a lot of your 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 low-end stuff, like a lot of your knockoff stuff, what's interesting about a lot of knockoff stuff, some of it is just complete bullshit. A lot of it is manufactured by the higher-end manufacturers and they sell it off unbranded to another company. And they do that because then you get to corner both markets, right? You get the guy that can only pay $99 for the thing. He can't afford the $1,000 thing or the $500 thing. So they get one, they slap their logo on it and ship it out and that's it. This other company goes through, make sure each one works. So when people say, well, it can't be the same because those are junk. Well, it's because they sold 10 times more than the higher end guys. (laughs) None of them were ever checked for quality, not a single fucking one, you know? Um, It's just... Man, little manufacturing secrets like that are interesting to me because it just goes to show how kind of fucked up uh, the market really is in most cases, you know? So, but yeah, and I think gaming is no different, right? You you have a game that just gets pumped out for 20 bucks. Your, your guys that are playing are like, yeah, this su- oh, I'm stuck in a wall. What the fuck? You know, what? They already bought it. But they, they bought it. Right, okay. you've got the money in your fucking pocket. Um, and I mean, how many early access games, like you said, never leave early access or they just shut it down completely? Um, I'd say that's probably 35 yeah, percent. I, I would say that there's a good chunk of that. And then you got to remember, too, like the AAA rated titles. You, you hear a lot of stuff from the developers where they just really rail on companies that put out the AAA rated titles about the working conditions and about how they don't love it anymore. And it's all about profit and all that. Well, brother. It's always been about profit, right? I mean, you make the yeah. game, you love the game. If it wasn't about profit, then why don't you release your game for free? Thank you, right? I mean, but then you hear about studios like uh, Techland comes to mind. Um, they do the Dying Light games. And they, like Dying Light 2 has been this labor of love, right? And they won't release it until it's just right where they want it. And that's, so there's a balance between we are a small studio 
we we want to put out quality. We want to make money because we need to pay our bills, but we don't want to put bullshit out either. You what know? if you're a publicly traded giant AAA fucking studio? It's about you pop. can't sit on a game until it's done. You have to put the fucking game out. And you do market research. And, you know, right now, like the first person shooter just dominates the fucking market. And I'm not going to say that I haven't enjoyed some FPS in my day, um, but I'm kind of bored with it. I'm bored with the Fortnites and the... Uh, All the Battle Royale games, yeah. Yeah, Battle Royale has just bored me to fucking tears at this point. But people still love them. All of the data says that they still love them. So these companies are They're still right, buying the companies them. are still pumping them out. So when everybody's like, oh, there's nothing but... Well, it's because that's what people are Blame the consumer. Out. They're dictating what the market... <laughs> exactly. Companies put out. Your big, your big companies are doing their market research and saying, well, people still want these bullshit... First person shooter. Yeah, people want this fucking saint. Let's just reskin Fortnite again. Right. I'm in fucking army fatigues this time. Exactly. Um, oh, but there's the new dance. Yeah, right. Dude, that is the dumbest shit. That is smart as shit because <laughs> Fortnite's free, right? But it makes so much goddamn money. Right. Because it's only online, so you have to flex on everybody. <laughs> you buy the fucking 99 cent fucking, or the $5 skin, or the new dance, or whatever. Right, right. It makes so much money, and it's a right, free right. game. It's really interesting to watch. Um, one of the things that I did not realize, I think uh, Adam and I figured this out, and we were both like, oh, what? We were kind of dogging on um, uh, the, the makers of Fortnite. Uh, Epic Games. Epic. We were yeah. like, eh, fuck those guys, you dicks, you know, and because they're in this battle with Apple and everything. And I was like, what the fuck? They ain't made nothing except for Fortnite. And Adam pulls up their list of games. or we, I think we both put up their list of games. We're all, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, they make a ton. I think they actually made Subnautica. And they I might made be wrong. Gears of War. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, no. Epic makes a lot yeah. of stuff. And that's, and uh, when. Uh, Epic was making gears. That's when uh, Cliff Blazinski and all of that stuff was on board. And, you know, gears was sort of a revolutionary game. Uh, I borrowed the, you know, it wasn't the straight up first person shooter. They kind of went halo style to where you were looking over somebody's shoulder, but the aesthetics of the game were so different than anything that came before it. Uh, that it was ridiculous. Uh, it actually had a lot of bearing on uh, the 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 specs of the Xbox 360 because they were wanting to increase the RAM that was in the Xbox 360 console. And, uh, you know, Microsoft was bitching at them before it came out of, you know, it would almost be cheaper for us to include a gold-plated controller with every console than it would be to put this amount of RAM in it. And with, you know, the dev kit that they had, they showed them the difference in Gears of War in the graphics with, you know, this amount of RAM in it versus this amount of RAM yeah. in it. And uh, they went with it. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's been a flagship game for them, and it's got a neat story. I've always said that, you know, of all the like video games that they've turned into movies, um, like, you know, Assassin's Creed, WTF, um, I think Gears would could actually be a franchise if you did it right, because you could start at the beginning and 
You'd have to have some big, beefy motherfuckers playing those <laughs> roles. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man, we'll get the, we'll get the rock. He did a really good job in Doom. So, uh, <laughs> we can, uh, we can, yeah, I think that you could scale all that. But um, I would love to see, of course, I'd like to see a StarCraft movie. Just make too. everything else in the movie small. Really small, right? Make it bigger. But I think that Oh, I'd love to see a StarCraft movie with a Zerg rush right. coming over a fucking there's, hill. Oh, my some, God. Uh, there's some fan-made shit that's really good, so I couldn't imagine what a studio would do. But I really seriously think Gears... Um, could could be a franchise if done correctly. And if you think about like the Chinese market where a lot of your, your sci-fi and action movies are made for nowadays, um, it would go over well there because of the storyline and, and how it works. I think it could be sold over there pretty well too. But yeah, I'd like to see it. But apparently I am a minority because they're instead, like I said, they're doing doom remake after doom remake after <laughs> doom remake. like please stop the the game the game doesn't even lend itself to a fucking movie it's uh it's that that game is is all about action and not about combat. yeah moving fast and shooting and right roar. which is great i love doom don't get me fucking wrong i'm yeah. just saying it's Oh, you've got to move. That is one right. game. It's like where we're a call of duty or something may encourage you to sit there and crouch and cover, take pot shots, move around a little bit. Doom, if 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 you're not jumping around like a fucking squirrel on crack, you know, shooting everything that moves, uh, you're going to die and you're going to die quickly. <laughs> like a hot blonde with big tits. She doesn't have to have a lot of substance. She's have you guys played uh, the new Doom Eternal game? I have it's yes. fun as Tough. fuck. Really? I haven't even. Yeah. I don't even know if I own it actually. As as they make more Doom games, you just have to move faster and faster. Yes, <laughs> I can attest to that. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think I downloaded. It. I think I don't think I downloaded it because it was single player, and yeah. I. My ADD just doesn't even lend itself to fucking... Dude, the only multiplayer they had was a 2v1 fucking battle. It was weird, dude. Like, one of you played an OP dude, and then the other two had to take him down. Okay. And yeah. That's the only multiplayer it has, which kind of sucks. Didn't the, wasn't the last Doom... Yeah, the last one, it had some mods where you could get a map, and it was... You know, there was, there was uh, one... Uh, game mode that I kind of liked that it was more or less like horde mode. Yeah, that's, that's what the one you had a couple of people and it kept spawning shit and that yeah. was yeah. fun. Get up to like ridiculous levels where it was just like, we're fucked. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the only thing, you even playing a video game, you're like, we're so fucked. Uh, <laughs> dead. Like, what? Nowhere else in no other like sport would you be like, we're going to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lose. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like getting on gears and turning the difficulty up past. Uh, once you start getting out of intermediate, it starts getting interesting. Advanced is tough and insane. It's it's crazy. Yeah. You're that that is like okay. I'm bent over. Here's the loop. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And Doug says I am bent over. Here's the lube. I don't know about anyone else, but I think that's a great place to wrap things up. <laughs> I'm Ben Over, and here's the lube. Hell yeah. Awesome title. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end on that. <laughs> end lube. 